Hey Short Rounds, my name is Doug and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that cares about the 47%. Coming to you from a, from a hotel room with crazy acoustics in Austin, Texas on Friday, December 6th, Two Oceans 13. If you're in L.A. next Tuesday, be sure to bring a fancy name tag to the UCB Theater for the 7 o'clock Doug Loves Movies taping because someone is going to win a cabin on the Weezer Cruise setting sail in February from Jacksonville, Florida. And I'll be doing a show at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville the night before we set sail, which I believe is Wednesday, February 12th. And we're talking about doing another movie interruption in Jacksonville too. Deets soon. In the meantime, I'm still watching a movie a day. Doug's Movie a Day, Day 25. Saturday, I watched on VOD a film called Girl Most Likely, starring Kristen Wiig, because I love, love, love Kristen Wiig. So keep that in mind when I say Doug digs it at the end of this mini-review, because if you don't love her unconditionally, you might not dig it. Directed by the very talented Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Pulcini, who I believe are married and did an amazing job with American Splendor. This one's not amazing, but it's diverting enough. Wig plays a failed playwright. Does she have to always be a failed something, like a failed cupcake shop owner and bridesmaids? And she has a crazy mother, played by Annette Bening. Um, pretty much everybody she deals with in the entire movie is crazy, kind of like her weird clueless roommates and bridesmaids. But she's so great at playing weirdos, rather than watching her react to weirdos, I'd like her to play a weirdo in her next movie. But for now, I'll settle for this. Doug kinda digs it. Doug digs Kristen Wiig. Oh, and there's three scenes that aren't for emetophobes, but as those things go, they are tastefully done. Why, I, why am I in Austin? I'll tell you in a second. Doug's movie a day, day 26. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Someone on Twitter recommended Robot and Frank, so I Netflix that shit. Frank Langella, who I've been a fan of since his role in Mel Brooks' uh, The Twelve Chairs, stars as Frank, an old man who gets a robot butler from his son. I guess it takes place in the slightly, slightly in the future. <laughs> we don't have robot butlers yet, but everything looks pretty much the same except for the robot butler. Anyway. <laughs> he gets his father a robot butler, and then uh, Frank comes up with an interesting thing to do with it. And no, it's not sexual. And so it won't bother you. The voice of the robot is Peter Sarsgaard from Blue Jasmine and Boys Don't Cry. It's slow-paced, but rewarding in the end. Robot and Frank, Doug digs it. I'll tell you about Austin in a second, but did you guys know I'll be in Las Vegas for the first time in a long time doing stand-up at a place called the 25th Hour Theater? Yeah, sounds sketchy. I wouldn't have it any other way. And that is in January, and I forgot the date. Doug's movie day, day 27. Sometimes I like to watch a film cold, knowing little or nothing about it. So I watched a movie called Broken on VOD. I picked it because it stars two really good actors, Killian Murphy and Tim Roth. But it's kind of an ensemble piece, and it's mostly about a little girl. Uh, I didn't find it entirely satisfying, like I wasn't crazy about the ending, but there was enough to keep me interested the entire time. So I'll say, Doug digs it, broken, on demand. I'm very close to telling you about what's going on in Austin. But first I have to say, Doug's movie a day, day 28. I went to the Chinese theater in Hollywood and saw New Old Boy. 
having seen old old boy and new old boy just a few days apart, it's my opinion that the new old boy was unnecessary. Spike Lee dropped some of the best stuff from the Korean original and added stuff that's pointless. Like more scenes showing how many enemies the protagonist has before he gets mysteriously imprisoned. The movie's big twist is the same, but it takes some extra convoluted steps to get there. Spike is a stylish director, there's no doubt about it. His patented floating down the street shot makes an appearance. But the old, old boy is just a slicker and more enjoyable and original film. Also, not for emetophobes, look away when Josh Brolin starts eating a lot of pot stickers. <laughs> Spike supposedly had a cut uh, that was an hour longer, and he had to winnow it down to two hours. I'm not sure why it took him an extra hour to tell the same story from the first film, which was two hours, but what are you going to do? Nice try, Spike. I am in Austin, Texas, because tomorrow I get to attend Butnumathon, Harry Knowles' annual event for his birthday, where he shows 24 hours of old and new movies selected by him in an Alamo Drafthouse cinema, this time the Ritz in downtown Austin. Uh, last year was my first time, and of course I'll be tweeting and Doug loves minying about all the movies I see uh, tomorrow. Doug's Movie A Day, Day 29. Thanks to the awesome repertory theater in L.A. called The New Beverly, I was finally able to see Pacific Rim on a big screen. Not IMAX, not 3D, but at least it was a big screen. Big screen. It was a totally big screen. I went Wednesday night after getting Doug with High, and I had a blast watching robots and monsters fight it out. There's not much for the brain to chew on, but it sure is fun to look at. Charlie Day does a good job as the comic relief. Ron Perlman has a part, like he always does in uh, Guillermo del Toro films. What am, I, what am I even telling you about this for? You've probably seen it already. Pacific Rim. Doug digs it. Oh, Monday night at the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz in Austin. Like I won't be tired of that place at that point. I'm interrupting Something's Gotta Give at 10 p.m. Stay up late and see Diane Keaton's bush with me. Does, do we see her bush? I know there's a sort of semi-nude scene. I can't do this by myself, you guys. Come on down. Doug's Movie A Day, Day 30. I watched The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman, which on, when I looked at it on demand, it was just called Charlie Countryman, but then in the opening titles it's called The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. So I don't know what it's really called. Let's just go with Charlie Countryman. And I must confess that I watched it because Evan Rachel Wood did a tweet rant, a twant, about how the MPAA made the filmmakers cut the scene where a man goes down in her. That man being the star of the movie, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I wish I had just waited for the uncut DVD or whatever, because I don't want to sit through that movie again. Shia LaBeouf, who uh, some people seem to dislike, but I have no problem with, stirs as a guy whose mother dies. Then she visits him from beyond and tells him to go to Bucharest. Then he immediately flies to Bucharest, but then he meets a dude on the plane next to him who also dies, and then, as a ghost, tells him that he should bring a floppy hat to his daughter in Bucharest. So Shia 
does that and confuses everybody. Like, how, wh- wh- how do you, how did the father ask you to bring this hat to her if he was already dead? And anyway, then the rest of the movie, nothing mystical or ghost-related happens, except for maybe one one thing later in the movie. So it just becomes more of a straightforward movie about Charlie Countryman falling in love with a girl who's involved with a guy in the mob, and then all the requisite violence, all the requisite violence, all the violence that always goes with that. Uh, a lot of gross and disturbing things happen. But you know what? Evan Rachel Wood is right. A man going down a woman is far from the most appropriate thing that would happen in that film. And considering the movie went straight to VOD, I'm not sure why they gave the movie to the Motion Picture Association to rate in the first place. Um, and in the opening credits, you see names like Vincent D'Onofrio, Aubrey Plaza, and Melissa Leo, and you get all excited. I mean, I did. And then turns out that all of them just have cameo roles that, uh, you know, each of them are only on screen for a few minutes. And now, a Burt offering. I had a dream of surfing Mavericks just outside San Francisco last night with Jason Rapoy Collins. He's a professional surfer. He took me out there, and we, we took a boat out to the break. It was a very dangerous break, very big break. But we didn't even take a boat, because I was a giant. I was like 80 feet tall. So I just walked this out, holding the boat in my hand, and he's in the boat with his friends. He's got the surfboards, and I get us right past where I see the... I'm looking down, I'm looking for the reef. I'm like, I think I see it. So I place the boat, like, just past it, and as soon as I do, I'm regular size. I'm regular size. And all I can see are my surroundings. I'm like, it's like, I'm worried about sharks, because it's really, like... Notorious for that, Jason says, listen, there's two breaks. There's one to the left, one to the right. I want you to take the one to the right and surf just the outside of it. It's a really dangerous break, but it's easier of the two. So we go, and I take the first wave, and I fucking eat it, and I get caught on the inside where all the waves are breaking. A lot of surfing terms in this dream, but that makes sense because lately I've been aggressively Googling big wave surfing. So I get caught on the inside with three other dudes, and we're all getting held down and pulled back by our boards. And as we get to the shore, the waves are really calm by the shore, and we realize we're all tethered together in like a surfer's leash slash chain gang type of uh, mechanism. Our foot, our right feet are locked with the tether of the leash, and then the tether is still there, but it's like real steel. But it's got a like a plastic covering, and we're all tethered together. I'm like, fuck. So we're still on the beach, and we're waiting for Jason to help us get it off. Because they're like, don't worry, Jay. I go, and it looks like I can get my fucking foot out. I'm like, guys, I can get my foot out. Don't worry about me. And they're like, no, 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 wait for Jason. So we're watching Jason surf. Laird Hamilton's there, but he's really covered in freckles, and he's drinking coffee in the surf. He's drinking coffee in the surf, and he looks really angry. And I was going to say, I'm a big fan, but I didn't say anything. So Jason gets done surfing, and he's like, oh, the leash thing. I got it. So he takes us up this back stairs to this doctor. Uh right off the beach in an all-white room, and the doctor's like, oh, okay. I go, I, I think I can get my foot out. And he's like, no, 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 this isn't the, this isn't the least of your problems. I was like, what? He's like, don't even worry. So he starts on doing it, and I realize just how complicated this leash thing is. It's like, a, uh, he takes off the plastic cover, which I thought I could saw my foot out of, and I realized there's chains really tight, like, like steel rods really tight to my ankle, like real tight, and it doesn't even feel tight. And I'm like, whoa, that looks, and it's like nine pieces. And he's just unlocking and unlocking, and I'm watching him, and he's laughing, going, I told you, I told you. And as he takes the last one off, I look up, because I've been watching him do this, and now the other two dudes have theirs off, 
and Jason that didn't ever have one on, and the doctor's there, and they're all laughing hysterically, and they're like, I told you that was the least of your problems, and I'm like, what? And I look in the mirror, and I look like I'm, in a, I'm dressed as Minnie Mouse, but it's a steel cage outfit as opposed to, like, a Minnie Mouse outfit. Like, the head piece looks right, but everything else is steel cage, and I'm literally riding this steel cage type thing, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And they're like, come on, we gotta get out of here, and they start walking out that same stairwell we walk in walked in and as I walk out I fucking wake up and I'm like are you shitting me oh I wanted to see what happened with the Minnie Mouse thing so bad I tried to go back to bed